air it out. Monday through Friday from 9 to 11. This is the Hurry Up Podcast. We're Goody's wingmen. We're just giving them some friendly advice. Like, you know, that's probably the one for you, man. Take a chance. Roll the dice. Time now for episode two of the Green and Gold Matchmaker 2020 NFL Draft Wide Receiver Edition. It's time to play the Green and Gold Matchmaker. Who's it going to be? The choice is goodies. But we're here to help. The players are lined up and here they are. Wait, wait, wait. Before we begin, sometimes someone is just out of your league. Jerry Judy from Bama, C.D. Lamb from Oklahoma. It just ain't gonna happen, you know? I mean, you could swing for the fences and hope for the best, but is it worth the risk? That's the question. This class is loaded. Jerry Judy from Bama, C.D. Lamb from Oklahoma. They could be number ones for a bad team right away next year. It'd be great to see him in Green Bay. It's probably not going to happen. So the question is, do you sell the farm? No, they're not going to be around. So the question is, do you sell the farm like the Falcons did for Julio Jones? Not this year you don't because there's plenty of other options. They're saying this might be the deepest draft in history at this position. Certainly the deepest since 2014. Exactly. When... uh, um, Beckham, Evans, Devontae. Yeah, Devontae was part of that group. And you go back to 04 and the Larry Fitzgerald. That was a big year for receivers, too, in that draft. But they're saying this one could be better. In terms of first-rounders and everything else, there's going to be plenty of options. It's basically like walking into the bar and you got a bunch of 10s, a handful of 9s, and the worst-looking ones like an 8.7. Do you go to the bar and risk shaking up your confidence or screwing it up trying to pick up a 10 when you know you're going to be able to get a 9? It's such a deep class. Why roll the dice on Judy or CD Lamb to get all the way? I mean, these guys are probably going top 10, so sometimes it just ain't going to happen. He comes from Alabama. At six feet tall, this guy's game ain't about size. It's speed. Of his 40 catches this past season, seven of them went for touchdowns. Side note, he also had a 75-yard touchdown on the ground. He may have been known as the other Bama receiver, but it's time to learn his name. He is Henry Ruggs III. Now this is the pipe dream. If there's a guy worth rolling the dice on as far as moving up and doing something bold... Henry Ruggs might be that guy. Now, most mocks have him going in the teens or the early 20s, but here's the catch. He's probably going to run like a sub-4-3 at the Combine and run his way into the top of round one, along with Judy and Lamb. But he's the classic blow-the-lid-off-the-defense guy. Tyreek Hill, Deshaun Jackson, Henry Ruggs is that, but he's not just that. He's legit six feet tall. He's bigger than Tyreek, but the speed comparison is definitely legit. So, yeah, I would expect that... He's going to run himself out of the Packers' reach. But if there's someone I'd consider going up and getting bold for, not going to go past the early 20s, but if one of the top three guys falls to that point, I'd pick up the phone and put out some feelers. Yeah, if you got to that spot, yeah. I've seen one report that calls his speed not great, but legendary. (laughs) His speed is legendary, not elite. Not generational. Legendary. Legendary. He's ridiculous. I mean, you watch him at Bama. He catches the ball, and it looks like he's playing at a different speed. Like, if you played video games, 
and it's on rookie mode, and your guy's got like 99 acceleration, like Tyree agility. Kill, you mean? Basically, like Tyree <laughs> I mean, Kill. That's what he looks like. Right. Like if he's, you haven't seen this guy play. Yeah. I mean, that, that is Henry Ruggs, and again, he's six feet tall. He is so incredibly fast. He's so fast that he makes fast people look not fast, to steal a quote from the longest yard. And it's interesting, they have some prop bets for the combine, and Ruggs 40 time is one of them. The over-under is set at 4.38, and if you listen to any of Ruggs' teammates at Bama, they say it's easy money. He's going to blow that out the water. He could be in the four twos, Hmm. which means he won't be anywhere near 30, but if he falls into the 20s... Because people forget that he's on the board. Boy, that's interesting, though, to start making moves if he can still get a really good... I mean, I guess it depends on how much you what you'd have to give up. That's the thing. And that's why... That's like, the big thing. I mean, because if you're talking about a position that's deep, if you just stand pat at 30 and you don't have you can get, a, like you say, the 9 mm-hmm. instead of the 10 and not have to give up anything... That, that'd be great. It just depends on what you'd have to give up to move those many spots. Exactly. Comes down to cost, you know. You'd love to have any of those top three guys. They're starting from day one, but you don't want to give up everything you've got to get into the top nope. ten. To get up to 21 or 23 or something, okay, let's put out some feelers. Because, you know, the thing is still, even though you don't, you don't think that there's a lot that the Packers need to do when you start peeling away at the onion, you know, because then you're going, well, you know, you got to get a wide receiver, you got to get a linebacker, you got to get a defensive lineman, or oh, an offensive lineman, you know what I mean? So you can't give up premium, not premium, but, you know, mid to early round draft picks, in my opinion. That's the problem. You got to use those to try to solve other problems because they're not going to be able to be a big player in free agency like last year. It would be mesmerizing to see a Henry Ruggs play with Aaron Rodgers. But I said right away, I mean, it's a pipe dream for a reason. It's not likely. He's from Colorado. This guy from Boulder is built like a rocket 6'2", 220. He can do whatever you want him to do, inside or outside, or even as a Wildcat quarterback. He may be self-spoken, unlike most wide receivers, but if you put the ball in his hands, he'll make some noise. He is LaVisca Chenault. The draft crush is real. He may be soft-spoken, but put the ball in his hands and he will make some noise. LaVisca Chenault is just a weapon, and we've talked about this already, but when he was on the field for Colorado, he was their offense, wherever you put him, slot, backfield, perimeter, anywhere. It's an interesting year because most years I feel like I'd see a guy like LaVisca Chenault and think, you know, it'd be really cool to see him in New Orleans and see what Sean Payton could cook up for him, a creative coach. In years past, I'm not sure the Packers would really know how to take advantage of his skill set. With the Packers, just seeing what LaFleur was able to do without Devontae Adams this season when the offense actually peaked without their number one weapon, I'm intrigued by this. Find a way to get this guy the football. And with the Packers, we always talk about how great that 2011 receiving core is, and I know that's an unfair standard. But one thing they were good at every single year back in that era Yards after the catch. You get them the football, they pick up six, seven, eight, ten, or break one after the catch. That's a great way to move the football, and LaVisca Chanel with the ball in his hands is incredible. 
however he gets it. If it's in a short route, a medium route, a fade route, a jet sweep, a designed run, like you say, wildcat, whatever. Ball in his hands, he's got a chance to make a play. Exactly. And that would be, I, you're right, it would be interesting to see how the Packers, if they could get him, how Matt LaFleur and company would <clears throat> design plays for him. Sad story, you know, he is soft-spoken, and the reason being, he witnessed his dad killed in a car accident, hit by a car with the entire family in the car, pulled over on the side of the road. He's a little kid, and he witnessed it with his own two eyes. I mean, it's tragic. Yeah, it's a horrible story. And you notice he has long dreadlocks. He has not gotten a haircut since his dad's funeral when he was a kid. So there's a story behind that, and it's it's tragic. But just a hard-working guy, declared early. He had some issues with injuries this year. That's why his numbers, his sophomore season, were better than his junior year. But it doesn't take long. I mean, you throw on the tape. They use him every possible way you can use a receiver. LaVisca Chenault is just that dude. I kind of like LaVisca. I hadn't heard that. No, I, yeah, right. Pretty strong feelings. He was one of the go-to guys for Heisman winner Joe Burrow at LSU. His slim six-foot-three frame causes headaches for opposing corners, and his numbers will blow your mind. Last year, he caught 111 passes for 1,540 yards and 18 touchdowns. There's already been one top-notch receiver in Green Bay with this last name. He is Justin Jefferson. Now, it's a shame his teammate Jamar Chase isn't draft eligible. He's a true sophomore, and he is unbelievable. Like, if there's ever been another Julio Jones, Jamar Chase is ridiculous. But Jefferson's a really good player in his own right. And at 6'3", what's unique about him, he played primarily in the slot. In fact, he might have to bulk up a little bit to play on the perimeter in the NFL. A common projection to the Packers at 30. I mean, listen, all these guys are going to help the Packers because it's a loaded class and the Packers have next to nothing there. But his numbers speak for themselves. 1,540 yards and 18 touchdowns. Four touchdowns in the national semifinal against Oklahoma. Yeah, all in the first half too, right? Yes. He figures to be there at 30 also. Right. He's projected as maybe even a second rounder. So he could still be there when the Packers are on the clock, which would be... Pretty tempting to grab him up right there. 6'3", 192. And if you saw the LSU play in the postseason, especially in that semifinal game, he was front and center in their offense. The only thing is that he can't get in love with those because that was like video games. Yeah, you're right. Playoff sure. games that LSU put up on Oklahoma and Clemson. Remember the numbers coming out of K-State that Jordy put up? Though, oh, they were like, insane. So I thought of, yeah, 122 <laughs> catches his senior year. You don't see those kind of numbers very often right. in college, and LSU had two dudes doing it because they had Heisman winner Joe Burrow. Well, yeah, because, I mean... In Nelson's case, I'm sure I didn't see a lot of K-State football his senior year, but I'm sure teams that scouted Kansas State, well, we go, they're going to go to Nelson. So everybody knows they're going to him, and they still get it to him anyway. Yeah. Same thing with Jefferson. Everybody knew they were going to get get him the ball, and they couldn't stop him from doing it. Absolutely. All right, another guy kind of cut from the same cloth. You saw these two teams square off in the national championship. 
He's a receiver from Clemson University, and he was the top target for Trevor Lawrence in each of the past two seasons as the Tigers went 29-1, including a national championship. He racked up 2,000 yards over the last two years. He's also six foot four, so he's got that thing going for him, which is nice. Just think if he could team up with Tay. He is T. Higgins. T. Higgins, 6'4". Shouldn't be surprising. The strength of his game is going up and getting the football. He's that jump ball kind of guy, but he can get downfield as well. Watch his touchdown in 2018 against AM. They do that segment before Monday Night Football called Mossed, where guys just go up over the D-back and just basically pick it right off their head. That's what T. Higgins did and took it to the house. So, Also, something worth keeping in mind. If you're looking for a type, everybody's got a type, right? Mm-hmm. Right. If Goody has a type, it's a big receiver. He's only taken a receiver in one of his two drafts, and he took three of them back in 2018. Jamon 6'2", 220. MVS, 6'4", 210. EQ, 6'5", 220. It's a small sample size, but maybe Goody's got a type, and it's a big receiver. T. Higgins... Is that he qualifies for sure? 6'4, 215. Can get by physical guys at the line, which you're going to see a lot in this league in the NFL, right? And good hands. He's a very interesting prospect. You know, it's kind of funny because looking at mock drafts just on CBSSports.com, and they've got six guys that put mock drafts out of out five out of the six have the Packers taking a wide receiver at number 30. Three different wide receivers to Anyone choose from. Anyone mentioned yet? Yeah, two out of the three that we have mentioned, um, or two two out of the three choices there from we've already talked about. And I think it's pretty it's pretty interesting because I think we all agree that you got to get weapons right on the offensive side of Everybody the football for that. for Aaron Rodgers, the skilled position. And so I think a lot of people are on board with a wide receiver at number thirty. And it's fun to speculate. You, to me, you just kind of hope that maybe a couple of Monkey wrenches kind of get thrown in the first twenty nine picks that push potential take quarterback player. You know, well, there's three, maybe four. You know, four at the most, I think. But if you get a oddity in there, somebody always does something right to kind of muck things up a little bit. And Raiders. I think about, and I know they're not picking as high as they did when they picked. Well, they traded back for Jai here, but you know how things got pushed down for them, all the safeties and corners yeah. that they had to choose from and that afforded them to go back and, and still get a guy up. that they wanted, go back and come back up and get some draft capital. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's harder to do at 30, but it'd be, you know, somewhere along the line, the draft is always going to get kind of mucked up and you kind of hope that maybe some of these tens yes. might get pushed down a little bit. It's always nice when a 10 falls into your lap. Right. He's a receiver from Penn State University. He turned pro after playing just two years in Happy Valley. He's not a big guy, so if your type tends to be taller, then he may not be the one for you. In fact, he's only 5'9", about 175. But here's the thing. Nobody can catch him. He is K.J. Hamler. You know what they say. It ain't the size that matters. Who says that? I don't know. There's a joke in there, but it's a family show. Exactly. KJ Hamler is small, but so is Tyreek Hill. He's really fast. So I think KJ Hamler is legit. Guy out of Penn State, redshirt sophomore, so only two years with the Nittany Lions. But 98 catches in those two years. And he's just like, 
Okay, when the Packers let go of Cobb, Aaron Rodgers stressed that they need that slot guy. They need the guy that they can count on to control that middle of the field. KJ Hamler isn't my number one receiver. He'll probably go round two, but if Goody writes his name on the card the moment he writes that final R in KJ Hamler, day one he would be their slot receiver. And what's interesting, though, as far as type, the Packers have had these thresholds, like they won't take a receiver shorter than this or a corner shorter than this. Maybe that's changing a little bit, though, because Goody's first pick, he went Jair Alexander, 5'10", the shortest corner they drafted ever since, like, the Ron Wolf era. So maybe they're kind of changing their way of thinking a little bit. K.J. Hamler's not a big guy, but he's really good. Every now and then you got to make exceptions to your type, right? Yeah. There are little guys have thrived in this league. There have been small guys. I'm that still have thrived. leery of them, though. I know what Tyreek Hill does. He's an exception. But you're right. They do need that slot guy. Taylor That's where Gabriel. Randall Cobb comes into play. Yeah, very well <laughs> could be. He was the big man on campus at TCU. Although just 5'11", 200 pounds, he plays like an alpha. Over the last two seasons at TCU, this guy scored touchdowns as a runner, as a receiver, and as a returner. He's so fast that he makes fast people look uh, not so fast. His quarterback in college sucked. But maybe (laughs) playing with 12 is a match made in football heaven. He is Jalen Rieger. That is a fact, big voice guy. Jalen Rieger's a baller, but when you try to watch it, film at TCU, it's almost hard to tell how good he can be because the quarterback play was just flat out bad. Well, that showed in the fact that he had, uh, what, 29 fewer catches last year than he had in the 18-19 season. His numbers do not jump out at you. No. 43 catches, 611 yards, and five touchdowns, which is a huge downturn from 1,000-plus yards receiving the previous year. To me, though, when you look at you know scoring as a runner, receiver, and his return, he's the best return man in the draft. So that's not like a reason to reach for him, but it doesn't hurt anything. It's an added bonus. Did you see what the Packers had last year before Tyler Irvin came in? Right. Nothing. They had nothing. Less than he did nothing. Take two punts Literally. to the house last year, too. He's the best returner in the draft. And not only that, he also, he's 5'11", less than 200, whatever, but he attacks the football. He's like Stefan Diggs. Not the biggest guy, but he plays a heck of a lot bigger than he actually is. I think Jalen Rieger's going to run in the 4'3s or low 4'4s, and he's going to end up in the first round. If he's there at 30, Jalen Rieger is absolutely worth that pick. You just got to look past that bad quarterback play, and it's hard to do. It was so bad. That's hard to do for the fans, perhaps, but it shouldn't be hard to do for the scouts, right? Goody's like, you know, he's open a lot, and Aaron would not hit the cameraman with the football in that scenario. Just because it wasn't a match with his college quarterback doesn't mean it's not a perfect match with the Packers quarterback. Jalen Rieger, K.J. Hamler, T. Higgins, Justin Jefferson, LaVisca Chenault, Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, C.D. Lamb. Just say yes. Just fall into the Packers' lap. If you play receiver, you can help the Packers. You're welcome, Goody. We'll never pass that up.
good. Air it out. Tune in for two hours of that weekdays from 9 to 11 with Marcus Eversol and Bill and Rookie. Listen live on 107.5 FM and 1400 AM in Green Bay on the Fan 107.5 app and on the Fan 107.5.com.